Hi, my name is Joy from HealingJoy.com, and I'm a spiritual medium. I haven't always been one. Actually, I grew up in a traditional Chinese family and became an engineer. So my entry into the metaphysical world wasn't easy because honestly, I wasn't looking for it. Trust me, telling my parents that I wanted to leave the corporate world and do readings and healings for people wasn't the easiest conversation to have. But me coming to terms with being a medium in this intangible world of the supernatural, spirits, guides, other realms, it's been a challenge. And I'm still struggling to say what I do for work when I meet new people. This podcast is for me to share with you some of those challenges and to help answer some questions that you may not know who to ask or where to start from. I've been developing and working as a spiritual medium for over 10 years now, and I want to share with you some of these experiences in the hope that it can help you out in your own journey. Because I'm recording this from my house, apparently the most soundproof place is my closet, so welcome to the Closet Medium. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Closet Medium. For today's podcast, we have a special guest. He is a good friend and a longtime student of mine that has come from Washington, D.C. to join us. His name is Alan, and he's just been remarkable in his development, and he's actually often a part of our development course in helping to do different various types of meditation. Thank you, Joy. So, Alan, you've just... Literally, I've watched you developed in so many ways as part of this course. Can I ask you how you started on your spiritual journey? Probably my first synchronistic experience that I remember, uh, not to say I didn't have any earlier, uh, I was living in uh, San Francisco and uh, I was in between living places and uh, I was sleeping on the couch of a good friend and then I finally found a place to uh, move into and I was eager to get into it and so I was going to rent a room in a house uh, where one of lived and she said um, uh, you can move in anytime after Friday and I guess I spoke to her on a Monday so all week long I'm ready to move and I actually don't have really much I've got a couple of suitcases and a trunk and when Friday arrived things just slowed down and I said ah well I'll move in on Saturday and Saturday felt the same as Friday maybe even more so and it was something that I noticed but I had no idea what it meant or anything like that Sunday morning comes around and now I really know that I have to get over and move into this place on Sunday and I'm still dragging, but I feel that things are lightening up. And about 5 p.m. Sunday afternoon, I'm finally in a cab, and I'm heading toward the the new house. And I'm about five or six blocks away, and I see some activity. I can't figure out what's going on. I get about four blocks away, and I see lights on a fire truck. And I was like, oh, someone's house is on fire. (laughs) And then... Um, two blocks away, I see, oh, that's the place I'm supposed to be living in. It's on fire. Um, so that and just a number of other things like that, some more dramatic. Sometimes they come in the form of dreams. Sometimes they come when I'm awake. Sometimes I suppose they could be described as precognitive, other times as synchronistic. Um, 
And what led me to your class, Joy, was I finally decided that I wanted to be more deliberate about all of it. You know, I, I, I didn't want to just let these awareness events, if you want to call them that, happen um, on their own. Um, I wanted to see if I could, you know, be more deliberate. And I've always had an interest in metaphysical matters. Um, I've always felt that, you know, the world and life is much more than we can see, touch, um, and taste. Um, that, you know, it's, it's what we know is so infinitesimally much smaller than um, what really exists. And so this meditation and spiritual practice is my way of uh, delving deeper into the unknown. And I, I find it fascinating. Wow. I actually didn't realize that fire story until now. That's amazing. It really shows that I, I feel that you've been protected. It's interesting um, how you said you want to be more deliberate in your practice and, and the awareness that's around you. Do you feel like you are now? Yes. Um, for example, in your class, some of the exercises that we would do I certainly did some things that I had not done before um, and and had done those things, if you want to say, consciously. If you remember, George, in your class early on, I was practicing, uh, not really a meditation, but I was trying to see what you were doing. And I had this image of you having bought a ring one time. And then I remember another time I had an image of I think, was it you, you eating? Yes, I remember you You knew what I was eating for lunch. <laughs> right, I, I do like remember that. Or something like that. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and the ring, and you mentioned you had bought a ring, and I almost didn't even want to ask you about the ring because I think early on, many people, and I certainly experienced this, um, you, you, you ask yourself, well, I am, am I imagining something, right? Am I making it up? And what I have come to, to learn is there are things that have happened to me that have been very blunt, unmistakable. Um, and I think what I got out of your class was more sensitivity to the subtle awarenesses, if you will, um, and gaining more confidence in feeling those um, subtle insights and then I would say recognizing their uh, their importance. So I'll, I'll give you a, a, another story. This is something that doesn't happen to me often, but it had never happened to me before I took the class. I was having um, breakfast with some close friends um, and the friends had invited this other couple there. And I had met the couple a few times before, but I don't know them well, nice people. And so the woman in the couple, um, she was talking about her elderly father who was in his 90s and he was living in a nursing home. And uh, she was talking about how much he missed his second wife who had passed. Uh, and the second wife was not the mother of the woman telling the story. But as the woman was telling the story, I just felt uh, this tingling. 
happened to me when I was taking your class where I would be talking to a person and I would start um, feeling this tingling feeling. And what it said to me was, I'm about to get someone's name and the name I'm going to get is someone who's deceased. But, you know, you're at a table full of people and you don't want to sound like a flake or something. So the woman's telling her story. And I kept getting the name, I'll just say, you know, Madeline. I, I don't remember the exact name, but it was something like that. And as the woman's telling her story, I just kept hearing the name Madeline. And so I said to the woman, um, uh, what was your, I, I said to her, um, what was your mother's name? And she said something like, oh, you know, her name was Susan. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess that was off. And then we went in the kitchen and I said, yeah, I'm taking this class know metaphysics stuff blah 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 and as you kept talking about your father and then you mentioned your mother i kept hearing the name madeline so that's why i asked you you know does madeline mean anything to you and she said oh well madeline's my mother's middle name so that story didn't have any uh, immediate you know meaning in my life but i love when those things happen because they're confirmation that you know i'm not imagining things uh, and what I would also say is there have been some times when I've been a little more deliberate about it and have gotten some relevant, you know, accurate information. Um, I probably could do more in that arena, I guess, if I practiced it more. But um, in any event, it's just to say that these are some of the things that I've gotten out of it. I'm not in it for the tricks, so to speak. No, no, <laughs> so, you're, you're yeah, amazing. You're, you're absolutely amazing. Um, I've watched you develop, and some of the skills and what you get have been truly amazing, spot on. And that's part of the reason why I teach. I love helping people find their gifts and their confidence and strength in all this. And, and it's interesting you talk about being more deliberate and having more confidence. It is about trusting what you get. And sometimes it's a big leap of faith in a intangible type of world that we explore. And so it's, it's amazing. And Alan, I, I do remember some of the things you do in class. And one in particular, when we did a workshop in California, uh, your gifts, your gifts continued to develop and wow me. And I remember at one point in California, you were walking in a circle. I don't know if you remember this or not. Walking in a circle. Yes, right. And right, we right. all looked at you and you were like, somebody's with me. And you could sense it and we could all sense it. And you fully embraced allowing that energy to come closer to you, which is, you know, often scary for some people, right? And, and you fully embraced it. And you just took on that person's mannerism, that spirit's mannerisms and physicality and we just we could see it we could all see you kind of changing and allowing that energy to be with you and it was a fascinating thing to experience uh, us witnessing but how was that for you because i think that was one of your first times really feeling it to that extent yeah so what was interesting about that to, to sort of flush out the scene a little more um it was a Saturday morning, I don't know, maybe 9.30, 10 o'clock or something like that. And people are milling around the room because we're haven't quite started yet. 
And Joy had put on some music that she had on her computer. And so I just started walking around the living room just because I was pacing. I mean, not, you know, for any particular reason. And um, just the more and more I did it, the more and more I did it, I started feeling um, that there was this, um, it almost sounds like a cliche, but kind of this older Asian guy in a robe just had this grin on his face. And he was just, you know, right there with me, you know, kind of, you know, letting me know that he's here and then the whole thing seemed quite amusing to him. Um, and I don't know what was going on other than, the, than to say that um, what I felt felt very real to me. I mean, I wasn't in a trance. I, you know, didn't lose perspective, didn't lose a sense of, of location or anything like that. But it was a, um, um, a density, I would say, you know, that I had acquired. Was that the first time? Yeah, that's the first time that, you know, that has uh, happened happened to me. Um, now, you know, remember that weekend, something else, when in the evening I was, you know, we were sort of practicing channeling, I guess, and uh, I kept seeing all of these people that were in World War II era uniforms. I don't know if you remember that. I do, I and, do. And I would ask around and, you know, I'd put a name out there and it didn't really click with, you know, anyone else who was in the room. For some reason, that same evening, I looked on my phone or tablet, um, some, some looked up information about that town in California that we were in. And one of the things that came up on Wikipedia was that this city had, uh, I think, like, on a per capita basis, the highest percentage of World War II veterans. And I just thought, wow, okay. Um, you know, again, very striking that uh, that was an image that was coming so powerful to me. And it was not anything that I had known because I wasn't familiar with, with, with this city. But, but that leads me to another point, Joy, which is what I would say to anyone is, it's important and helpful to be very skeptical, but I mean skeptical in the best sense of the word. Um, you know, don't be skeptical like that guy, James Randi, who was sort of, you know, known for having this offer to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to anybody to prove that, you know, psychic abilities were actually real. And I think uh, once I saw someone was actually showing the contract that Randy had. And basically the contract said, even if you do something psychic and we can't explain it, you won't get paid because we don't believe it. Oh, wow. <laughs> so uh, that's not the kind of skepticism I, I would recommend. I would just say it's okay to ask yourself, is this real? Is this valid? Um, you know, to test and prod and question. But eventually you'll find uh, that, as you said, Joy, you will come to trust what you what what you sense and feel, and even if you're talking to someone and you're throwing out information and it doesn't resonate with the person then and there, 
I've sort of gotten to the point where I say, well, you know, I was picking up on something. You know, quite often later on, people will say, oh, I remember when you said such and such and didn't strike me then, but then I thought about it or whatever, and okay, I see some relevance here. Um, you know, that's kind of a common thing that might happen. But for anyone else, I would simply say, um, sometimes we catch enough of an image uh, to have a concrete description of what we're sensing and it's got relevance and significance to a person. And sometimes uh, it's just a whisper that you're able to latch onto. Um, and maybe you can't do anything with a whisper, but I feel that whether it's a whisper or a sledgehammer, um, either way, it's, it's, it's meaningful. I think that's a great point. It's a great message. Um, a lot of this is about trusting and connecting with yourself and connections to energy or possibilities. I agree with you. I try to be quite grounded in my approach and try to understand and explain how things work. Uh, a lot of times people say, you just got to trust, you got to trust. But coming from an engineering background, I want to understand how is this working? And I know there's a lot we don't know in the metaphysical so I try to explain things as grounded as possible in terms of energies and frequencies. But a lot of times, yeah, we have to go back into our reality. Is this really what's happening? Or is there a physical reason that we're feeling something or we're thinking something? Is there a, a, something in reality that we're drawn to? And ask the questions. I, I agree. Having a healthy dose of skepticism to find out and understand and learning to distinguish and trust yourself and, and pulling on those threads of connections and seeing if there's a link, because there will be and there could be, or, you know, sometimes there's not. So, so I think it's a good balance. So thank you for sharing that. Um, so, Alan, I know you have taken a great interest in meditation and different types of meditation. I call on you a lot to help do the meditations for Evolutionary You and the classes and whatnot. Can you tell me, do you have a favorite type of meditation that you're gravitating towards? I don't know that I have a favorite um, in terms of technique, but I would say that my focus for virtually all the time that I've been meditating is just trying to improve the quieting of my mind during the meditation session. And what I've experienced is that when I am having successful meditative sessions, I'm more receptive throughout the day to uh, synchronicities or other intuitive experiences. Um, and I say to anyone, there are a thousand ways to meditate. Some people say you have to do this, you have to do it that way. And what I would say to anyone, the most important thing is, whatever you do, just be consistent about doing it. And you don't have to start out with, you know, 40 minutes a day or 20 minutes, two times a day. I would say to anyone, if you've got 15 minutes in the morning, and most of us do that 15 minutes in the morning, then just make sure you show up every day. 
And the more you do it over time, if you, if you feel inclined, you'll increase your time. Um, and again, if you're a horrible person, meditation is not going to make you a great person. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, you have to you know, do some work more than that. But I think what it, for me, one of the things I notice is I, I just don't have the energy to get annoyed about things. I think in general I'm not somebody that would sort of, you know, fly off the handle or whatever. But I've noticed that things that I might have uh, might have happened and maybe I would have expressed 10 seconds of annoyance and frustration. Since I regularly meditate, it's like two seconds. You know, or one second. And sometimes I just shrug my shoulders and say, I don't even have enough energy to get annoyed about this. <laughs> uh, so, so I think that's a, a, a helpful practice, you know, practical benefit. Uh, so with that, Alan, I'd like you, if you're willing, to share in a meditation with this podcast. I don't know what so, kind of meditation you're planning on doing. Do you have a topic in mind? I think. I will just do uh, a sun meditation. Oh, beautiful. All right. I will call this a sun meditation. We'll start out by relaxing. I want you to inhale, hold, and then exhale. And make your exhalation longer than the inhalation. So inhale, hold, and exhale. Inhale, hold, and exhale. Inhale, hold, and exhale. Looking down 
over your city. Feeling more relaxed as you rise. Feeling your focus and your concentration. Being directed more to the front of your head. Feeling more relaxed as you rise. You're so high now that you can look down over your nation. Taking in the view as you rise even higher. Feeling more relaxed as you rise. Feeling your consciousness rise. Feeling less of the dense gravity of your normal day. As you rise higher, detaching your mind from your body. That detachment helps you feel lighter. Lighter and freer. Imagine what this 
let the sun energy fully envelop you as you get closer to the sun. And now you have reached the sun. I hope everyone's back. That was great, Alan. Thank you so much for the meditation and thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Well, we'll definitely have you back. I'm sure there's other topics we can discuss with you and we look forward to that. Thanks for joining me today. And for more information about classes I teach or private sessions, please go to theclosetmedium.com.